0: Three, two, one, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> uh, episode five, uh, Trident Talks. I've said be a little bit more frequent. Um, me and Joe are sat here to both. We've had some technical issues, hence the little swear word at the start. Apologies if we've hurt any of your ears or upset you. Uh, We're like watching two chimps, won't it? Try to work out.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We definitely it's needed it, Josh Gudgeon at the time. It's not even like elaborate podcast software no it's not (laughs)
1: but anyway we're here so
0: we are uh, from the outset we're not allowed to get political Uh, Joe's had (laughs) Joe's had hard word with me Um, I think we've all got various thoughts at the moment and I'm just going to keep them completely to myself um, and we're not going to go down the route we're not going to mention Boris or anybody you just did Um, and when
1: you say to yourself do you mean like in the privacy of your own home like away from your social media away
0: from (laughs) is that is that Potentially, what? Yeah, it is. It's difficult in it, but we're not doing talking politics today. But uh, I thought we could talk today because there's been a couple of things that have come on my radar this last few weeks that um, I thought were worth bringing up. And I thought if I throw a couple of things into the ring, you can give us a scientific, non bullshit approach on it. It's two swear words. I only did four all time last time. We got one minute twenty element two. So the thing is, though, you've just you've
1: just. Lumbered the science wording without even giving me any chance to prepare, any chance to do any reading. But I know that you know what the crack is, um, so I apologise if I if I don't know the answers <laughs> to some of these questions.
0: Let's well, see where I wanted to start. I, I was explaining to you a little story that a, a girl, a lady, uh, probably mid to late fifties, uh, collared me in my local shop recently. Knew that we had a gym and um, was talking about it. Um, she'd looked at the village. Uh, which I think was 50 odd quid a month, and I explained to her, you know, that's what you get for having a hot tub and a spa, a spa and everything else,
1: but you can't use at the moment,
0: yeah, exactly. And she said that, and I, I told her what we can do. And um, she was really, really proud to tell me that she'd lost two and a half stone. I was like, Oh, really well done, love, you know, end of the day two and a half stone's a lot of weight, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean. And now uh, being a lady in the mid to late 50s as well, so you can imagine it took some. And she said, Oh, I've been doing Herbalife, so again. Fair shout at lady, but what got me was, and I said to her, "Look, you can come and get a gym membership." And I talked about some basic costs.
1: So she's been using shakes just so that I can keep the uh, yeah lawyers at bay. Yeah, yeah. So she's, she's been, been using shakes. So
0: she's been doing death herb. <laughs> yeah, 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 death herb or whatever you want to call it. And she said, "Yeah, the only thing is, I don't know if I can afford a gym membership." And I said, "Why?" I think she said, "Well, it's because I spend hundred forty five pound a month on Herbalife." It's right. like wow so what were really hard for me i know enough about it that there are better ways and let's be honest uh healthier ways of controlling your calories and everything else but at the same time fair shout you lost two and a half stone wherever you dress it up it's worked for at that stage hasn't it yeah definitely. um but she said now she's i really want to uh, you know get fit and uh, to be honest i've I missed a vital part she the whole covid thing scared her approaching 60, you which I reckon is one of the more vulnerable ages, she says, I just set out that I knew I had to get healthier, I've let myself go. What was really, really hard was she's spending all that money, and I says, well, you know, you can get the same results by eating normal food and just knowing what you're eating and calorie controlling. And she said, I don't know, but I spend 140 odd quid a month, and, and it sort of covers a lot of my meals, I don't have to spend a lot on shopping. I said, how do you feel? She went, oh, I'm always hungry. <laughs> now, two things there, you say that hunger's not always a bad thing as well. And this is why I thought it'd be good to discuss this bit. But realistically, she's not going to come in. To, she's not coming to a gym at the moment because she's already paid for next month's Herbalife. And that's the bit that. So you know, organisations like Herbalife, and they're not on their own. They get you hooked in, and then at that point, it's really hard to get out in it. And actually, she's done a lot of the hard work. I think now she'd really benefit, and not just from us been at any gym, and actually somebody educating her properly. and Now you can not have to eat shakes for every meal or drink shakes for every meal.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a tough one, and and rightly so. Like, there's lots of companies that do this. We're not just picking on that on that one company. I mean, I have done in the past, and you know, but lots of companies do this. And the thing is, this lady is a brilliant advert or salesperson for this because yeah, she she could, so. she could turn around now and just say, "Well, it worked for me," and that good old n equals one. Scientific based argument of it <laughs> worked. The science. It, it, it worked for me, and that's the thing, and that's the issue with this. And unfortunately, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of people on the flip side of this conversation that are spending the same, if not more, money on the same or similar products. Because, like I say, they're all at it. That don't get those results because they can't stick to it. Yep. So she's done wonderful to lose over two stones takes discipline but it's where you place that discipline like that discipline like you said could have been placed on um looking at how she you know she builds a plate at every meal it could have been looked looked at of and you mentioned like food and shopping bills and stuff like that well you can save money instantly by not eating breakfast yeah you know but again that might and again with some people that works brilliant whereas with other people it doesn't because it all it does is create too much of a hunger that then leads to like a binge cycle and then another starve cycle, then another binge cycle. So these are all things that I mean obviously during my career as a coach I've had this conversation like multiple times and it's and it is all it is all based around this whole premise of the method you choose to put yourself in a calorie deficit has to be right for you and that and that's the thing and i mean education is only so much of it and um, i'm not going to use this podcast to kind of bash the idea of meal replacement shakes which is kind of what this is albeit very very overpriced ones and yeah. um, and not very brilliant quality ones and um, and I and I guess that's where it goes. It's it's kind of like where's your quality of your nutrition and where you're putting your your idea on nutrition. But just looking at that cost again, I mean, bearing in mind, I mean, I I'd, I'd, I'd hate to ever think of us as offering budget memberships because I don't I don't think that gives the right impression. But when you look at, you could have for an extra ten a month, you could have access to a personal trainer. Well, that was sort of where I was going and, with and it, and you could have access to our kind of our flagship membership, which is our ultimate package. So yeah. she, so that lady could have had access to classes. She could have come to yoga once a week. She could have had a uh, face to face training session once a week, and that she could have had that for the same sort of money.
0: And I think that what you can see is that she's she's already disciplined. You've said that because she she said she's been hungry and she's stuck to it. You know mm. what I mean? And so fair shout to her. She's probably shown that if she'd have had a coach being educated around food and, and so on, that actually she'd have probably had the discipline to stick with it cause she'd have felt better about the food anyway. Yeah. My, my concern with someone like that, and this is from a complete novice, with any like of these, I'm going to call them a bit of a, a club. They get you in and then they don't want you to leave, do you know what I mean? They don't want to tell you the secret to the success, do they? which ultimately is you're eating less calories. That's what. Yeah, it's the it's the secret sauce thing. It's, it is, yeah. it's Kung Fu Panda, isn't it? It's like <laughs> there is no there is no secret ingredient. So, but from her point of view, when she finishes and at some point wants to go back to, I'm going to call it normal, right? I don't know what normal is anymore. I don't think anyone is good. Just that's not political, <laughs> right? But what does she think is normal food? Because what is the transition from any of these shakes that they do to going back to eating normal? Because I would argue she's probably not been educated on. How many calories is it, say, in a chicken breast, or roughly, and all these other bits that go with it that make up a healthy, balanced diet? She hasn't had any of that because she's had it all in a shake. And that's dangerous. And that's where this, um,
1: from a frustration perspective, that's where it's kind of like starting again. So, because, like you say, there's, no, there's been no education process, there's been no understanding of why and where the calorie deficit came about and the benefits of that it's just kind of been oh well the usual cycle and again it's kind of in the process of why they sell them so we've discussed on this podcast before how if you actually break down the gym a general gym or a budget gyms business model of sell sell loads of units of sales and hope they don't turn up yep in the same in the same way Sort of like the slimming clubs, the meal replacement shake, supplements, and all this kind of stuff. That's set up so that people lose a bunch of weight, stop buying it, gain the weight back, is yeah, not yeah. more, and then buy it again. And it's this constant, it's this constant cycle. So in the same way that you'll see when we sit down and we discuss business and marketing, we have a consistent marketing plan. Whereas a lot of these clubs, they don't. They they will base it on seasons or. Um, sort of like resolutions and times of year and lead up to this and lead up to that you know and it's in a sense what what I'm saying is if if you'd have invested if money had been invested into coaching yep. first it might have taken three four five six who knows however many months to hit that so we could have hit, we could have achieved that same thing let's say in three months right we could have we could have had a three-month coaching program where we could have had all the education around building your plate for every meal, all your education of why you build your plate using those foods, all the education in terms of why your body adapts to um, the fuel it's getting and the training it's getting. We could have had all that. We could have lost the two stone and then had all the confidence to basically say,
0: you can do this on your own now. Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting one because there's a business part here. we know what and I'm going to say over life but in essence it's a pyramid sale and you probably can't call it that anymore but it multi-level is multi-level marketing it's, right multi-level called, marketing yes. alright but it, you, you, we all know what it is you pay a <laughs> money to be part of the franchise and then you go ram it down other people's throat um, and, and obviously it might work for some people a bit like but, religion isn't it? <laughs> hang on <is> <laughs> it's absolutely no no yeah I, I'm allowed to but, but it is you, you're in your thoughts or whatever down someone else's thought. However, before we start down that religious route and alienate 50% of us customers, um, ethically it's sort of wrong and me and you have spoke about this because you want to educate, right? We want to enable people to live a good balanced life, right? Most people want in a balance of, you know, eating and drinking mostly what they want, but it's balanced. So at the end of a three-month period, it's not unusual. If you think about some of your longer-term members, and I I mentioned Chris Booth and others, they had a specific goal, you educated them, they now train regular, and they know that if they put a bit of weight on what they've got to do to get back to where it's at. So you've educated those people. I probably count myself in one of them. But that doesn't necessarily make loads of money. But ethically, it's quite a good way to do it because those people carry on their training in your gym, and every time they need a bit of help, they know to come to you. It's getting unbiased and you're getting assistance that's got no hidden agenda. Do you know what I mean? We don't get anyone into a 12-month plan, do we? Well, no, and that's it, whereas,
1: and to be fair, these other groups and organisations, they don't either. They just basically just ship the products and kind of hope you get the result, and then hope you quit, hope you gain the weight again, and then hope you buy back off them because it worked before. It's that work for me and it's just it's the whole values thing so I base a lot of my coaching on um, I'm going to butcher the quote but it's an old um, Richard Branson quote so, is it Sir, Richard? Sir Richard Branson yeah. yeah So and he basically meant he, he had a quote about staff and I basically flip it and use it on clients and it's that whole thing of you teach them enough so they don't need you yep. but you treat them well enough so they want to train with you and it's that whole thing of having that little bit of integrity. Like, I know if I have that integrity of people come to me to buy... They come to me as a coach or they join the gym to get a result. And this is the thing that people... And I had this in a message the other day. Somebody messaged in and said, I can't commit to a gym right now. <clears throat> and that's the wrong statement because you're not. we're not asking people to commit to a gym. We're not asking people to commit to a coach or commit to personal training. What we're saying is you have a problem, you have a goal. A goal, yeah, yeah. We have the solution for that. We we can get you to that result. And that could take two months, three months, five, six, 12. Yeah. It could take this time. But we, you are in, as a client, as a customer, you're in the driving seat for that. All we're doing is we're kind of just signposting you kind of right way yeah it's like if you've never done the yorkshire three peaks and you rock up on your own like chances are you'll do more than the 26 <laughs> odd mile or whatever twice is. <laughs> yeah. you know you'll you'll do more whereas if you turn up and you have a tour guide yeah you know chances are you'll smash it in 12 hours and you'll, you'll, you'll and you'll have done it but it's and it's it's really frustrating from a coaching perspective that people invest so much money into products
0: Without having any education. Well, that, that's probably the bit that I was getting to. That this lady and I, I keep talking to her. Hopefully, she, you know, if she ever she did come in all this at this, she won't mind. But she invested a lot of money. I don't know how many months she did it for. Right? she didn't say. She just said she invested. So, at, at worst case scenario, she's probably done what best part four hundred quid for three months, if not a little bit well, more. I mean, that's not as of money.
1: Have a look at working it out. So, I mean, there's a way that you can te- we can kind of work this out. So, if you look at two and a half stone yeah Yep. so two and a half stone so let's say that's like 35 pound right if that's 35 pound and she lost two pound a week do you know what I mean so it's like so that's like 17 weeks yeah 17 and a half weeks 18 weeks if she lost that much so I don't know I don't know the lady but based on so based on if that lady had been working with me I know that two pound a week depending on that person's Size, yep. current weight, activity level—all these kind of things. Two pound a week isn't an unreasonable no. amount of weight to lose. So if I could have sat down with that lady and said, I could have brought a chart up. I could have basically said, "Well, look, by week three we should be at this point. Uh, by week six we'll be at this point. By week eighteen we'll be at this point." Because would there's a the science yeah, and maths behind this. Isn't would it? you? Would you? You know, it's it's theoretical and it's it's based on. Um, it's based on mathematical equations, so it's not it's not foolproof. But when you can actually show that graph and you can actually say, look, this is these are the different levels, would you be happy at 18 weeks if we got you to that standard? And it were like, well, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course I would. Right, brilliant. Well, this is the investment in terms of cost, but this is the investment in terms of work. And we already know she could have done that because she's been...
0: Dedicated yes, to yes. not eating. Well, do you know what though? If you look at it that way, that if I'd have gone to this lady, and I'm I, I don't know, but if you went to someone and says, "Give us four hundred quid," let's just say that that's what it was, and in three months this is where you're going to. I think people would struggle to justify parting with that amount of money, but yet people Definitely. don't mind, and it's a subscription model. Do you you know? Do you want to pay seventy pound a month for an iCloud? Uh, you know, because you've run out of storage but do you mind if it's a couple of quid a month that they take off you and be the time yeah, you've got yeah, it, you yeah. go, oh balls, I can't, I'm not bothered. Uh, and that's what's happened, isn't it? That she's got into something, she's seen an immediate loss because ultimately, she's a bigger lady, she's lost weight that first month so she's bought it again and that's how they hook you in, I guess. But do you know the other bit that prompted me? There were a lady that messaged, I've got a feeling uh, she's in at some point this week. Do you remember the comment when it was talked about the Try 19 it been like a private members club? And, and she put, I think it's on the email, the message, you know, I don't want it to be like Slimming World where you get shamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- and that's not uncommon in what a year since we. What work. was that other club called? Weight World? Did you say? Yeah, that? Weight World. W- yeah. Watchers World. Yeah, yeah. Watchers World. Yeah where, yeah. where literally, I don't want to be shamed if I put a bit of weight on. That's the bit that I find really hard because somebody's paying money. Now, if someone came in here, right, look at it this way, and turned up at desk, and everyone that walked through, we made stand on scales, and then booed or cheered them if they'd lost weight or because... That wouldn't be right, would it? So why does it mean that you go up to one of these clubs and if you've put weight on, someone's go. ooh, we shouldn't have done that? And that's not okay, is it? It's not okay, and it's, it's like you don't get it.
1: You don't really get it anywhere else. Like, you don't, you don't, I don't know. It's
0: just like, I can't really think of an analogy now, but... Can you imagine if we cheered to people that had lost weight and then we booed people that had... Or it announced to them, whoever's in the gym at that time, oh, this is uh, Jeff. And Jeff's put on three pound this week. What do we all think of that? Ooh. Yeah. It, it just it don't make. It, and people pay to do that. Is it that people are that scared of the shaving that goes with it that they'll pay to go to one of these clubs and and maybe that's me being too cynical, but I just think it's really unhealthy. It's like if you if you were turning up to a watch a Premiership
1: football match, and you had to score a penalty before you were allowed in. <laughs> yeah, the pressure. Yeah, you yeah know what the, I mean. the kind of pressure of having. Oh well, I'm not. I'm just gonna not go. Yeah. Or I'm. Um, but um. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of that. And to be fair, using something like one of the things I educate people on, especially in the the try ninety and with the personal training element of it, is the fact that your weight is going to change. Like your weight is going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. If it was always linear, like we'd be, well, we'd just be best human area, would not we? But yeah. it'd be like we'd be bottling that up. But it's not. Like every day, your weight can fluctuate, and that's another reason why. Getting people, like getting a mass group of people and just individually getting them on scales, that in itself creates a really poor relationship with food because what tends to happen is those people go into that group. The people, not all of them, obviously not all of them, but what will happen is they'll, technically, some of them starve all that day that they're getting weighed. Let's say it's an evening weighing at seven o'clock, they'll starve all that, they'll starve themselves all that day, they'll spend all day trying to. Not take on board too much fluid. Not take on board too much water. they'll be just. They'll be
0: just like. Like a boxer having
1: a Yeah, at they'll just be. They'll just be like, oh yeah, and then and then they'll be so pleased then when they weigh in two pound lighter than the week before, that they'll call it chippy on the way up. Yeah.
0: And i love and that's,
1: and that's thing. In fact, I mean, one of one of mine and Gemma's guilty pleasures on a Friday night is watching Gogglebox, <laughs> and there's a couple of girls on Gogglebox that openly say. They, they, do a, they go to Watchers World or one of the other groups <laughs> um, and they go straight after that morning meeting, they go in the morning, weigh in, straight after that meeting, they go straight over the road to a sandwich shop and get a double sausage <laughs> and egg spam whatever nice. like butter. But, and, when, and they say that, every, that the people that work in that shop say this is our biggest earning
0: morning Everyone's gone in, felt because, good.
1: Yeah, because they go in and they, they they've starved themselves, they've probably had a really they've probably had a really light tea the night before. They've not snapped or anything like that, they've probably gone upstairs, had a really hot bath, sweated it out in the bathroom, and then they've gone to bed and then they've woke up starving, gone and got weighed in and then gone straight to the sani shop. And that's not educating somebody to have a better relationship with food. No, not. Or a better relationship with hunger we want to have we want to create a better relationship with hunger so people look forward to having their next nutritious whole food meal you want to look forward to that meal not be like oh i'm hungry i need to i need to i need a stop gap i need to
0: fill some fill fill this hole it's not like that it's weird wait wait Uh, so i went i weighed myself on saturday morning um and then I got absolutely banjo on Saturday afternoon, um, which I know I probably shouldn't be talking out in a gym podcast, but I did. It's not big and it's not clever. It wasn't meant that way. It sort of just unravelled, and I really, no, really enjoyed myself. Disciplined, yeah. Massively disciplined. <laughs> and I weighed myself on the Sunday morning, and I weighed less than I did on the Saturday morning. Now, I know there's a catch-up point. I happened to have a few drinks on Sunday afternoon, which is unusual at my age now that I have beers two days together. It doesn't happen, and I did. When I weighed myself on Monday morning, I was lighter than I was on Saturday morning. Right. I thought this morning there was going to be like a, a catch-up, yeah, you know, like I'll it's, pay for this. Yeah, oh think? God. And it wasn't. And I was like... It, and I've tr- I tracked it, and you'll see, because you know me, my fitness pal, right? So on Saturday, I put how many pints of moretti? And it was pints, you know, so massively calorific. You know, it was probably 3,000 calories in lager alone on Saturday. Honestly, oh. that's what, a pound of
1: weight? Uh, roughly. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's. And honestly, and I was like, I, I, I should do this more often. No, I'm, not, I'm not condoning that, but if I thought it, what? But it's weird how your body just is obviously acting in so many different ways. And yeah, I was not dreading, because I, I passed caring really, but I, I knew I was potentially going to napped up what I'd done the previous 10 days by Monday morning. And I was really pleasantly surprised. And last night, as tired and as knackered as I was, I came and did Dan Hall's kettlebell class, which were for 45 minutes. It was pretty brutal. And you know what? I did it because I thought to myself... I feel quite good. that I've come out of a really enjoyable weekend with my friends. You said it before, you know, there's a lot going on at the moment and it's I live for those moments. Yeah, yeah. So it was really good to then, And I thought, do you know what, I'll do it because actually I'm not going to ruin myself. Do you know what I mean? I, it didn't put a load of weight on just because I had two days. But that goes back to what the Try Night is about. You can have a bad afternoon or a bad day, but it doesn't ruin the rest of the diet because I'm not tracking my calories day to day. I'm tracking them over a week or a two week or a three or four week period. So those two days that I've right enjoyed haven't destroyed everything that I've done.
1: And it only does destroy it if you end up with that mentality of, Oh well that's ruined it, so I might as well ruin today. Oh and that's ruined it. So there's no point you could have quite easily said on Monday, oh well, after my weekend, there's no point there's no point tracking what I eat today, there's no point doing that workout, there's no point doing this, this and this. Yep. And it's those accumulated days off not just the weekend it's those accumulated knock-on days of not feeling great kind of beating yourself up for what you did which again when you actually when you actually think about that like beating yourself
0: up for what you did it's like you can't you can't change it no you can't and do you know
1: what
0: how many people would feel bad so you you know I could have put some weight on right for Monday but how many people would feel bad having had a really good weekend, especially at the moment with how shit the world is and without getting political, but there's all these things. I had really good day, and I, and I actually, for some reason, stay the same, call it that, but how many people might feel bad? And then it sets them off into a bad week. Well, that... that, Yeah, so that that two days
1: off... I don't like this sort of language, because I find it quite negative, but those two days... Because the thing is, those two days, if you the way that you're looking at it is those days are, those two days are still on plan and this is where i get like a little bit like you get you get coaches where you'll have like a, a plan or you'll have like a cheat day or this and i don't like those terms but if you consider every day is on plan you've just got to make sure that if you you're not allowing those days that you could account for those accounted days of higher calorie intake don't turn into
0: an accounted week an unaccounted week. Well look, we, weirdly, that I'm gonna talk about this and it's easy to talk about because I won't wanna talk about someone else unless they felt that they would. But last week I trained and did something most days and showed my steps were up because I knew I was gonna have a decent weekend. I say decent weekend, I was gonna have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fun was probably gonna you know. So and, and I haven't looked at what it was, but I know that every day last week I was well under. I either did more, or I ate a little bit less, or I ate a little bit smarter, whatever you want to call it. And weirdly, that all that did was allow me to have a good weekend. And this is and this is where it it turns into like the longevity model because
1: people think that they have to sacrifice everything. And we've had a little bit of a chat about this at reception this morning, but it touches on that point of what is your actual goal? Yep. So in a sense, it's like if you put your hands up and say, "Do you know what? I'm going to train five times this week." i'm having a bit i'm having i'm having a blowout at weekend because i've got this this and this happening i've got x amount of things to do like i'm training five times this week just to maintain where i am now it's not always got to be about striving for that six pack or striving for that um on stage like look it's about well what's what's kind of like what is my end goal like am i willing to go through the amount of pain necessary and the amount of Discipline necessary to get that in goal, well, or am I just happy enough, staying at like this sort of like this maintenance of? It's like people say I had a guy last night, and he didn't mean anything negative about it at all. We were, i were in the club last night, and we were just having a chat, and he said, um, he said, "Oh, you don't train much now, do you?" say because you used to be massive, and I went, "Well, I've never say massive. I said I've never been massive, massive at all. I said, but I've been in better condition, but." if I actually look at it I'm around 90 kilos now 88 89 kilos and in my best condition I was still around yeah yeah. 89 90 kilos maybe 92 when I was in my best condition and when when I say best condition I mean kind of like what people are led to believe a personal trainer should look like so it were like abs rounder shoulders slightly bigger arms big chest big back so and no legs because <laughs> I'm a PT but well, like that was that's kind of <laughs> like this image and, and he yeah. had that image and I said to him last night I said look I said at the end of the day I said my whole why about training has gone like my whole reason for training that hard and like I got to a point where I if I would I would more likely train six days a week than I would have trained four days a week and that sounds quite odd to say but because I had my goal set at training I'm massively professional lad, Chris. Well, I only left my watch <laughs> on because you left your phone on at the start. Um, so. So <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, so I, I used to set my stall out to train five days a week. And because I was so dedicated to my training, there was no chance I'd only train four. But there was it was more likely that yeah. I'd end up training six. Because my why, my... my values were set more up to that than they are now, like now I'd much rather spend that extra hour, hour and a half a day, when I could be training, coaching someone else or well, that's putting, where your enjoyment putting, comes putting a bit of time into the business.
0: And just for anyone that don't edit, the person that was on about the abs, it was really interesting because it's a, a customer that's been with the gym here and at the place at Georgie's uh, for quite some time, but it was just interesting, that he was the one that says two or three years ago I wanted to have some abs. abs. He realised what it'd take, what it'd take away from him. He's not a big drinker, is he? You know, he openly spoke about it. Yeah. But he, he just realised that it'd probably stop him eating that bar of chocolate or dipping into a biscuit jar, and he's actually quite content. He's relatively healthy. He's in all time training, isn't he? And he, he's got a decent rig on yeah, him, he you know, has, he's,
1: yeah. he's strong and he's, he's fit. He's a,
0: he's a, he's a healthy fit. He just doesn't want to go to that point of probably losing his enjoyment associated with food and I won't even say his vices, the other things that he enjoys in life wasn't worth offsetting for
1: those abs was it and we've and i mean i've seen this so many times i mean i've seen this with most guys that come in with a bodybuilding mindset which is what i had initially when i first got into training it's all based around and i'm i'm sure some if you are if anyone does actually listen there'll be some people that will say not all but a massively high percentage of people get into that mindset because of insecurities and and like poor body image yeah reasons I know I did and the thing is is it worth getting a really shitty relationship with food a really shitty kind of social life is it worth going down that route just to kind of look a little bit bigger in a t-shirt just so you can buy an extra extra medium t-shirt and look <laughs> a bit bad it look a little bit tighter and I've seen this throughout and I mean I even worked um, and to be fair it's on another podcast that we support massively uh Tasha Gelder did a podcast with uh, Jack at Training Cave, and she touched on this massively. Like, I I helped Tasha a little bit, not not massively, but I helped her a little bit with her prep, and she did um, quite a few shows back to back. And at the end of that, at the end of it, um, she got a really. To be honest, she she was really unfairly treated at the at the comp. And. Um, and it ruined her relationship with bodybuilding, absolutely destroyed it. She's not done it since, has she? She, she? she basically, that were it, that were it for her. She just basically said, I'm not competing again, I've done it, I've tried it. And she openly admitted on that podcast that it seriously affected her, how she viewed herself in the mirror and how And how she had a different relationship with food. And to be fair, when when I did work, work with her, we, we worked very much around the flexible sort of dieting approach but even that you know like the fact that somebody can turn around and be so passionate about something one day to then not and it all comes down to this kind of sacrifice and suffering and all this sort of stuff in the same way that I mean I know we started on the meal replacement shakes but it's the same thing Yeah. like to do that sort of a diet to do that sort of a cup it takes so much discipline so much sacrifice but it, you don't come out of it with a better relationship with yourself. You don't come out of it with a better vision of how you look. You just come out of it kind of hungry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind well, of starved, and kind of like... You, you don't come out of it with any more power than what you went in. And that's the thing. It's more about having the power and the control and the, the kind of that self-belief that you can just sort of like say, oh, do you know what? I've had enough to drink tonight. I'm just going to go on to slimline tonic and and i can still have a good night or i'm just going to go on to i'm just going to have a, a diet coke or something because you know and, and still have a good and still have a yep. good night and it it's that kind of a thing of where when you when you educate people you empower them they always say knowledge is power and i'm yeah. a massive massive believer in that Do you know
0: what, there were two things that, that, like try to keep it within us we'll, we'll keep it to 40 minutes give we'll both talk mm-hmm. about it next time but there was something that um i think it would might have been off at weekend and someone you know i don't know him but is it tom blackman is it yeah blackman? he put some on and it was a photo of him and he's obviously got a gym down in bristol obviously done really really well for himself and the he m- actually ministry of fitness it's called. ministry of fitness i yeah. can't remember the name and he's got some really good content and he's been really good to us Auntie. not he like we yeah. borrowed a couple of little things off him but he put a, 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 a mail shower and he says oh this is a photo and he says it, it looks great you know he, he he dieted for this photo and everything else it's one like that you know, if you saw his mail shot and he says just so you know that after that I put two stone on in two weeks because I'd literally killed myself to get to that yeah. point point. Um, and I've just had enough do you know what I mean and he talks about then he, he actually had a little bit of an unhealthy relationship with his food for that period because he was like I've just missed all this stuff and that's not a good place to be but the bit that I wanted to on this was what's weird we've had gym for a year we've only been running for seven months because we got shut down for five right? not be political why right? just don't mention it I can't not mention it I hadn't swore in a little while we will still only at three swear words and I've not got political but when we talk about stuff we're talking about the stuff that happens outside of the gym and that's the, the bit that I think people look at this gym as this this shiny thing this holy trinity of it's going to get me fit the reality is you, what you do in the gym is literally what 10 15 percent of it. I mean, I won't even put a percentage on it. It's impossible, it, isn't it? It's
1: impossible to measure. But the thing is, like, for me, the training element has to be fun. If if you don't get anything back, if you don't get any of the social benefit, if you don't get any feel good factor, if you don't if you don't get some enjoyment out of the gym side, you, in my opinion, you're doing you're doing it wrong. Or you're not following the training protocol that you should be following, you should be able to be doing something that you can get a little bit competitive with, or you should be in a group of people that you can get a little bit competitive with. But you should be able to find some element of a win or some element of enjoyment from your training. Yep. And for me, training is probably enough to maintain a good weekend if you watch if you watch if you watch your meals all, all week and you watch your food and you're looking at how you build your plate and it's not always about tracking calories I know that me and Chris talk about tracking calories because that's a method that I used with Chris but there's other methods of like looking at portion size looking at other things other habits around how you eat and when you eat and your environment when you eat and there's all this different stuff but if you if you look at it and again to go back to that other that other lady that said I can't commit to a gym right now yeah. Like we've launched this Try Ninety program. It's a ninety-day program, and we give people, as part of that program, we give people access to the gym, and we give them coaching and cues to follow while they're in the gym. But the main bulk of the coaching for that is remote. Yeah, it's gonna be it's off social media. It's a private members group, and it's and it's gonna be all about kind of content Q and A's. And again, it's all client driven and it's all results driven. But it's, you can maintain a really really strong healthy physique. Just by going for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Just by doing a little bit at home, just by, just by changing a few different bits around how you move and how you how you live. It doesn't always have to be like. Oh well, it's got to be a high intensity class or it's got to be a, um, it's got to be a five by five strength program or it's got to be. <laughs> Um, a conjugate, lineal, blah blah it doesn't have to be anything mega and fancy it just has to be you have to do something you enjoy and that could be getting your family together and climbing a mountain it could be it could be going for a jog it could be going for a long walk it could be doing the three peaks it could be anything but it, it's just got to be something that you get an element of enjoyment out of because then it doesn't
0: become a job or a chore well, well that there and I think that's a really good point as we get to end of it because I'm a nerd with numbers, right? As you know, so I was looking at something, a couple of things that have happened, but you've just said it there about, it's what you do away from the gym as well as what you do with the gym's got to be enjoyable. Let's just say someone came to the gym five times a week for an hour, which is probably someone that's quite quite a lot, yeah? That'd be 2.9% of your week in terms of hours, if you took seven times 24. Obviously you're sleeping, you're working, you've got family commitments and all those other bits. But what's weird is every single person we speak to that comes in on a message, they all do that. I need to come to the gym to get fit. And that's great because it means people want to come and pay money. I just don't people necessarily realize that you can actually get fit away from the gym. And I know that might not sell us a lot of members, but coming to the gym is just such a small part of what it actually takes. And I guess going full circle, if people want education, we have a program that can help you do that because for the other 97% when you're away from the gym, there's so many other things that you can do that will be more beneficial to you than lifting a few weights when you're in here.
1: And again, looking at things like fat loss and strength and, and preserving muscle mass, sleep is up there as one of the most important things. If you're missing an extra hour of sleep just to try and get a ridiculous workout in, because it's the only time you think or you've been told that you can fit that in or you can do that at a certain time because you're going to get better results, you have to do this fasted workout at... 4am 4 4 for it to work you actually might be doing yourself a disservice you might be better off going for a walk at lunchtime on your lunch break and you'll actually get more benefit from it Yeah. yeah. and and that's the thing that we've got to educate I mean I, I sat with a chap a while ago and he was like and I went, what's one of your main reasons that you want to you want to lose a little bit of weight he said I just want to he said my son started kicking a ball around the garden I just want to be able to run around the garden for longer I said how long can you run around the garden for now he said, I don't know. Right. And I'm like, well, I tell you what, go home, run around the garden with your son, tell me how long you lasted. Yeah. And then we'll use that as your fitness test. That can be your measure that you always go back But that's in. a measure that's really important and to him. It's really, really important to him. Whereas I could have just said, right, jump on a treadmill, go. Yeah. You know, and I could have Ivan dragged it and just changed the elevation. But do you know what, technology. as well, there?
0: Uh, if he's running around uh, with his kid, and I'm, I'm going to say, does half hour. I put money on him when I've done 15 minutes on treadmill. Because if you stand on a treadmill and run on it, it's the most boring, soul environment. thing. It's envi- horrible.
1: Environment and values. He's going to value the time he spends with his son more, or his daughter. He's going to value that time more than he is going to value the time on a treadmill. Yeah. But the coaching is exactly the same. The coaching, the calories might be a bit different in case anyone starts getting all science and looking on the compendium of no (laughs) one's going to do that listening to this but yeah compendium of physical activity that is if anyone wants to look that up but yeah um, I know that's going to be a better way for me to tap into a a level of coaching that's going to help that guy more than just saying oh well I reckon you should do this this and this and this while you're in the gym I'd much rather say right you need to come in set yourself 30 minutes I want you to do a few sets of deadlift maybe do a little bit of upper body um, then go home have a kick about with your son yeah because it's done. still exercise Yeah, you know and it's that it's that thing of like i'm not going to chain someone to a treadmill
0: when most of the work can be done at home well as we get hit 41 minutes i've got to say if ever there was a blindingly bit of obvious recent news to prove that that can happen and i don't really like the guy because i find him annoying as Fuck, my words, right? Joe Wicks proved it. Start lockdown with all his own workouts, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, he actually, whatever to be he fair, said. I mean,
1: for, for a guy that failed at chefing,
0: <laughs> he's done well for himself. Yeah, he it? has. But do you know what? He did great for his own, I guess, brand. But he actually proved to everyone that you don't have to be in a gym to do it. No. Um, I think that we can help you in a gym. And I guess that's a pointless plug at the end here is that if you are at that point, we're not just going to sell you a gym membership. You know, if you're coming in. It, you know, if you come and knock at our door or speak to someone and they say oh it's, yeah you can do a gym membership from 20 quid a month, great, take that but actually you've got to look at would you get the maximum out of that if you were paying 30, 40, I don't know like this woman, 140 pound a month what could you actually get out of it if you've got that determination yourself because we can help you deliver that
1: it's not about a product, it's never about a product it's about your result you, you, you have to put you have to have a value to get to achieve that result, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, if you've got a problem that you can't solve it, call the a-, it? <laughs> <laughs> it but, the a team. Is it Ghostbusters or the A yeah Both, I think. Yeah. But yeah, but that's the thing, and it, it's looking at that from a from a perspective of you're not coming to join a gym. And again, this should go for every single gym out there. But it's not about committing to a gym. It's about asking for coaching. That's yeah. all it's about. It's about right. I need to get from A to Z i've got c d e and f obstacles along the way can somebody help me navigate them obstacles and it's like yeah of course we can right have you ever
0: trained in a gym before no do you want to no right we can work with that you know that it's just honesty do you know what then at that point you get the core fundamentals put in that'll stay with you for the rest of your life and weirdly you've just mentioned you said something we got on we're nearly 18 Right, and I can't help but. Do you know what words to 18? <laughs> no, but you can Google it after you this. No, it's because it. And the reason yeah, I yeah, say yeah, it's ingrained. Yeah. In 1972, a yeah, crack yeah. commander yeah. unit was sent to prison yeah. by militia. That's ingrained in me, like I wish my diet and nutrition <laughs> were. But I knew it because I watched it every Saturday with my granddad, and absolutely loved it. Routine. It was a routine, and that routine. Now you've just said something, and all I've got is the entire start to the eighteen. when yeah. I made because it's triggered that. So I'm more of a night rider guy. Eighteen, uh, yeah, but night rider. Was more oh riding. no way! I mean, look, I love night. That's only the
1: only reason I bought an Apple Watch.
0: It was, I was well, Michael <laughs> Knight and the Knight Foundation yeah. created Apple, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, they? yeah, and Tesla. Yeah. You look know, at cars. Right, I think that forty-three minutes. I think we've talked enough. Peace. Shite. Yeah. Toodaloo!